Okay, recording. This is going to be a holy shit podcast. What's happening, everybody? Got good got This, uh... You probably already heard. I don't fucking care. Uh, this is insanity. Uh, first of all, I'm Big John. This is the Panic Attack Podcast. And I sat down, I woke up late today, I went out and got, got a pizza, <laughs> and I'm, I'm flipping through my YouTube or something, I don't even know where I saw it first, I'm so in shock, and I've just been absorbing everything I can since then, but Vincent Kennedy McMahon has retired as CEO of the WWF. That was my horrible 1980s Lord Alfred Hayes voiceover impression. Uh, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, whatever you want to call it, it's always going to be the World Wrestling Federation to me. And I'm uh, 46... Uh, still a kid at heart. Screw you if you're if you're grown up at heart. That's your problem. I'm still a kid at heart. And Vince McMahon has always been part of wrestling in my life. Uh, wrestling has always been a part of Vince. Vince has always been a part of wrestling. However you want to say it. Uh, I don't watch as religiously as I used to. It's, you know, my prerogative, but I still follow it. I know who the champions are. I still watch every pay-per-view or... Oh, there's a thing getting ready to start on YouTube. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is July 22nd, 2022. About, uh, let's say, five hours ago, Joel Pearl and I were on a stream.fightful.com because yesterday was the one-year anniversary of CM Punk's uh, story of us breaking the news on Fightful Select that he was coming back. And we said, well, that was probably the biggest rest. Okay. Okay. Alright, there. I had this uh, live stream from Sean Ross app and Fightful Select ready to go when it premiered, and it premiered at the wrong time. Joel Pearl, first off. <sighs> I paused you. Stop. Okay. I want to thank you for joining me, Neho. The, the impact post. Okay, now we got Sean Ross at Shut Up. Uh, if you want to get good wrestling news, go to Fightful Select and Sean Ross at after you listen to me. So, there's never been a time that I can remember that Vince McMahon has not been in wrestling. I'm going to have 1,200 interruptions because I set reminders for every time something Vince McMahon related popped up hoping I would see like a press conference from Vince himself so Vince first and second of all this cigar is in 
is in your memory. Thank you for the memories of wrestling and the entertainment I've received over the years from your companies. Now, where do I begin? I mean, you can say what the fuck you want to say. So, when Vince took the WWE over from his his dad, WWF, the WWWF, there were three W's in it at one time. It, when he took it over from his dad, it was mostly a Northeast uh, promotion. And there were territories. And different promoters ran different sections of the United States. And then you know, Japan and Europe had their thing too. And they would trade talent. And Vince McMahon came up with this crazy idea to bring all the wrestling under his leadership. And he started hiring away the talent to from other companies and signing them to contracts. Which these are the weirdest contracts in the world because... They say that these people are not employees of the WWF or WWE. They're independent contractors, but yet they can't work for anyone else. Uh, there, there are independent contractor agreements where you're uh, not... Anyways, who fucking cares? There are other independent contractor agreements where you're... Uh, locked into a company but that's a whole different story uh, Vince bet all he had over and over again to take WWE and wrestling to the masses and to have a different kind of entertainment to wrestling a showbiz side to wrestling. WrestleMania won. He he bet he bet the farm. If that didn't go over and he had had Vince had had many pay-per-view failures. The you hear about that asshole stuntman Evil Knievel or I, I guess he calls himself a daredevil. Vince was in on the promotion of all those stunts. And they were going to be beamed via satellite to uh, movie theaters and civic centers around the country. And they bombed. People didn't pay money to go sit in a theater and watch Evil Knievel jump over the Grand Canyon when... You could just wait for the 6 o'clock news and see him, Evil Knievel, fail for free. So, would people tune in for a massive wrestling event? Not tune in, but go sit in a movie theater and see this show. And they did. And it made millions and millions of dollars. 
At the time, Madison Square Garden was the biggest, not the biggest arena, but for an event of that type, it was the biggest venue. Uh, and they sold out Madison Square Garden. They caught on to this new thing called MTV. And they had wrestling events on MTV. Then they brought the MTV characters, the musicians, Cindy Lauper, Little Richard, anybody you could think of. They had them on WWF television. Roddy Piper was beating up Dick Clark and Cindy Lauper in the ring on MTV. Uh, and this brought a, a whole new audience to the WWF. It went from, you know, smoky bar rooms. And I've watched wrestling in a smoky bar room or two in my life. But it brought it mainstream. Vince started sending, you know, Hulk Hogan and people onto the Johnny Carson show, Arsenio Hall. Uh, all these late night talk shows. Uh, now, of course, you know you you've had that before, but when it was Hulk Hogan, it was different. Uh, I remember it was probably around the time John Stossel got the shit slapped out of him by uh, Doctor D. David Schultz. Hulk Hogan was walking through New York with a, a coat on. And was talking to John Stossel, and John Stossel was like, "Well, I, I don't see, you know, crowds and crowds of people gathering around. What do you mean this wrestling is, is big and Hulkamania is running wild? Because John Stossel is an asshole." Hulk said, "Well, let me take my coat off, and let people see my arms, and, and then they'll know who I am." And Pretty soon, there was a crowd of hundreds of people around Hulk Hogan wanting pictures and autographs and all this. None of that happens if not for Vince McMahon. Vince always changed with the times. And maybe this has a lot to do with the uh, allegations and lawsuits that are out there against... Vince McMahon. I heard that the Wall Street Journal was going to drop more bombshell information about uh, payoffs of hush money for sexual affairs that Vince had. You know, other than some notable exceptions, and they never went to trial. Every allegation, every bomb shall we hear now coming out are from consenting relationships between two grown adults. There was hush money paid, keep it quiet, we had a bad breakup, whatever it was, but there are no criminal charges. And remember, in 1994, Vince beat the federal government. 
in the steroid scandal. He was allegedly buying and selling steroids uh, to and from wrestlers. Uh, and he beat the Fed. And the wrestlers came out and supported him. Ones that hated him. He and Hulk Hogan had just had a huge falling out. And Hulk took the stand in Vince's defense. The Ultimate Warrior and, Hulk, and Vince had just had a big falling out. And uh, Warrior, or Jim Helwig, or he legally changed his name to Warrior. Warrior took Vince's side. So... Every man, every woman, every humanoid, as Bobby the Brain Heenan would say, has their flaws. But for as long as I can remember, I've been a wrestling fan. I've watched, I've gone to, to smoky bar rooms and watched some of the guys that are on TV and some of the women that are on TV now and have been for the last 20 years okay uh, Jillian Hall when she was Mercedes Marcella uh, one of the Viking Raiders I can't remember if it's Eric or Ivar I watched him wrestle as Mr. Wright from the uh, I think it was called XWF in Cleveland or it was something WF yeah, I think it was Extreme Wrestling Federation from Cleveland. Who cares? He came down to do a, a, a show with the United Wrestling Council at a bar in Barberton, Ohio. Now the guy's on my TV every week. The guy's got a six-figure income because of Vince McMahon. You know? People that I've, I've bought autographs from just for the fact that I know they needed gas money to get home because that's where wrestlers start out in small high school gyms some of those people like CM Punk Mickey James when she was Alexis Lurie and flat chested <laughs> oh, just saying Mickey we know your boobs are fake I, I don't. They might. They might have grown because she did put on a lot of weight from her Alexa Lurie days, and is still a gorgeous woman. Gorgeous, ten, ten going on eleven, beautiful. Anyhow, uh, look, these people used to sell autographed pictures for five, ten, twenty dollars, so they could drive from match to match. You know. They used to work for 20 bucks a night, 50 bucks a night. Gas money. That, that was gas money and maybe McDonald's on the way home. Vince made all of this possible. He made wrestlers into superstars. Uh, and I can't say anything other than thanks for the memories, Vince. Thank you for the memories. So, God bless. Pray for each other. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Do that like, share, and subscribe shit. And, man, 
thank you, Vince McMahon. Thank you, Vince, for the memories. That's all I can say. I'm totally in shock today. I literally thought Vince McMahon would die in the ring. That he would die before he would retire from WWE. So, let's play out with a song sung by and written by Vince himself. God help us for the next three minutes. The worst three minutes in your musical listening life. But this was Vince. This was Vince trying to entertain us.